When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, Chicago, what do you say? It's the CHGO Cubs postgame show podcast presented by PointsBet. Use the promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to 2000 bucks. Luke Stuckmeyer, Ryan Herrera, Cody Del Mendo. After the Cubs lose to the Reds, the winning streak is over, and there are two to play. Ooh, and Debo in Samuel 20, just scored 22. a touchdown. And Debo Samuel. Anytime touchdown. A touchdown. Spin zone. There you go. If 57 you took that yards. Uh, two Sorry. left in 2022. Two left. Uh, pull We're one almost out. there. Pull almost one out for there. the season total. I had the over at 75 and a half. Pull oh, one out. comes to an end. <laughs> Came to an end. What was your favorite part of the season total sweat? Uh, honestly, the last two weeks because I had given up on it and then the Cubs reeled me back in. So uh, <laughs> at least I, I, got, I had some fun out of it. Uh, probably one of the dumbest bets I ever made, guys. Really? Yeah. With how bad this team was? Well, it's a good thing you didn't. There was no bet for 87 wins, or you would have been done a long time ago. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. The crazy thing about all of our bets, they were all very optimistic, right? Our preseason, like, expectations. The crazy part is the way it's played out. Like, they're still kind of around where we – Sort of thought they were. We we all knew we were being optimistic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When I said 81 and 81, I don't know if I really actually ever believed that. But, like, the way it unfolded is strange. Like, Contreras and Hap didn't get traded. Instead, they just traded four bullpen arms. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then other guys did step up. And for them to win, you know... A lot of games in September. They were really good at the end of September and now early... October, and they didn't trade Contreras, but he didn't play a lot either because he was yeah. injured. Yeah. I mean, he missed, what, like a month? Yeah. So, I mean, like just... it's just kind of been strange the way it's unfolded. That said, altogether, the end of the season has been positive. Yeah. You, can't, you cannot deny that. Well, you, uh, you can say it like, yeah, it didn't mean anything, but it's better than the alternative. You know what's always strange to me is just how – on the money, Vegas like always is. Yes, like they <laughs> without, know something, they, man. Right, without this or run, it's all fixed. They wouldn't have gotten close to seventy-five and a half. <laughs> Imagine all the run. people who took the under. Oh, they're sweating. They're sweating. Well, now they're now they're good. Now they're cooling down. But well, hey. well, I think it opened at seventy-three and a half, Was and it? then it moved to seventy-five eventually. Because I know some people who just need seventy-four, and Ooh. so like so they're one. 
They're sweating. Know. Both <laughs> people are sweating, right? There's a lot of sweat going on, right? Like, we'll see. But for me, it's, it's over. Pour one out. It happens. It's all right. Can't I, win them all. Betting baseball is dumb. That's why I bet football. <laughs> a lot. A lot. <laughs> <laughs> let's my be honest. Uh, quite a bit. Quite a bit. Uh, quite a bit. Uh, let's see. Sean, David, Nick so far. Uh, David says, Wisniewski, really good again. Pitching was solid, just not great like usual. I would agree. Like, I mean, if you would have told me this was going to be one of his three starts this year, you would have chalked it up and been like, yep, got him for Efros. Sounds good to me. Like, yeah. But when you look at the body of work that he put together from when he was called up, very good. Yeah. Yeah. And even tonight makes you think I w- there's something there. Well, then today was just sure. like, I mean, he gave him four hits, but – I mean, it was a... Yeah, they didn't pound uh, it. They put how many? 15 balls in play, average exit velocity, 78.5 miles per hour. Like, it wasn't like they were rocking the ball. Even the runs that scored, I mean, that one, his throwing error, on like a little dribbler that just tried to get the out, maybe should have uh, eaten it, but he didn't, and obviously it was a throwing error run scored. And the other one was just a ball that landed. The ball that landed in the outfield and and, and run scored that way. It just So it was just... It wasn't like he was giving up a ton of hard contact or got, you know, the Reds were smacking him around the field. It was just, you know, the Reds found a way to put balls in play that ended up scoring some runs. And, you know, who the Cubs just didn't. Like, yeah. They, I mean, yeah. I just did CHGO Bears after dark and missed like <laughs> seven of the nine innings. So I can't sit here and say that Wes Nesky moved the needle for me backwards or frontwards. But I mean, six innings, two earned. Like, it's not his fault they lost tonight. No, I mean, he had an error, but, like, I think uh, Brendan was kind of alluding to this on last night's podcast when he was talking about Samson. And, you know, uh, Corey and Brendan were talking about Samson, you cannot deny that he is at least some sort of depth piece. Like, he's he's done great things with his opportunity. He's set himself up to be a piece of somebody's team next year. Even if, for some reason, it's not the Cubs, he's set himself up for that. But... It is difficult to – he's going line to line. He's going outside the box and, and trying to paint lines. Yeah. And he's mostly a contact guy. And like Kyle Hendricks and, and to some degree Strowman, you can't always count on the contact guys to get you out of trouble that way. Like it worked. I mean, it, you know, it's worked for those guys, specifically Strowman and Hendricks, but – you don't know that Samson will be able to recreate that. Mm-hmm. What Wesneski gives you and what Steele gives you at some times is missing bats. Mm-hmm. And even when he's not good, and yes, there was contact, but it was weak contact, he still had the six strikeouts. Like he still yeah. he still has that ability to get himself out because his stuff is electric at times. So that's that's what the eyes tell you like this guy could be special. Yeah, I mean the eye test. I mean he, he, you know, look at the slider, man. His best pitch, threw it twenty eight times today. Got fifteen swings, seven whiffs, four called strikes. Like seven, seven whiffs on fifteen swings is a lot. That's almost fifty percent. I mean it's forty seven percent, but you know it's yeah. almost fifty percent. It's almost half the time Close they're swinging. Enough. They're you know they're swinging and missing. Want to round it up, you know yeah, that's right? that's yeah. my type of analytics, right? <laughs> that's you say forty seven, that's fifty that's, to me. Right? That's Dell metrics right there. Yeah. No, but like. That slider plays so well. It doesn't matter to lefties, to righties, yes. What, where he is in the count, if he's 0-2, if he's 2-0. Like, that slider 
he has really good command with it, um, and it, it looks like he knows when, you know, to throw to throw it for a strike or to make it look like it's a strike before it breaks out of the zone, kind of thing. Like I know I talked to Daniel Moskis, uh, you know, back when kind of Hayden first came on the scene, and that's one of the things he talked about is like that he had to learn when they were together in the Yankee system, working in the minor leagues, to you know know when to throw the the slider for a strike, you know, get it get it over the plate or when to throw it so that it ends up in the other batter's box. And um, it looks like he has like he has that command of it right now. And, uh, I mean, it wasn't, again, it wasn't a bad start by any means. Six six innings, one, actually it was one earned run eventually is what the final ruling was. Right. Um, and he had six strikeouts. Like, it was fine. It was a good start. Just didn't get the win. Like, <laughs> the coaches, the offense just wasn't alive. And, and obviously that hurts – was Nesky because if he goes up two runs and the other – actually, I was going to say, event, important scoring change in from out of Cincinnati, the Cubs did score a run right there before Kiros got tagged out at second. It was 3-1. to one. So, so it was 3-1. to one. Um, Didn't get shut out, nope. so we got that going for us, <laughs> which but is yeah, nice. But when, Such you know, start. they're only scoring one run, was Nesky needs to be even better than he was today. And, and he, I mean, it wasn't like – yeah, could he have gone out? And thrown seven shutout innings would that have maybe gotten the win? Who knows? But it just didn't happen today. But I think you still feel good about this start. You feel good about adding this one to the starts and just all the overall outings he's had this year. And you feel good about Wisniewski going into the offseason. And, again, like we said in the pregame show, like he's in that discussion for the rotation because he just keeps going out there. Yeah. I mean, he goes out there and, and he pitches well. And that's the starting point. I remember he mentioned it. The other day, it's like, you know, to stay in the big leagues, I got to throw strikes. You know, just to stay in, the, in any kind of rotation, like, I got to throw strikes. That's the number one, and which is true, and that's what he did today. So, um, yeah, another good start from Wisniewski. Not not much else to say outside of what we've already said. Like, he looks good, man. He looks he looks like he's a piece of this of this team moving forward, and, and that's, that's all you can really ask for. Yeah, I mean, you know, for me, this start wasn't going to – Move the needle, whether I watched it all or not. Uh, but, yeah, everything Ryan just said, you got to feel good about him definitely going into next year. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm excited to see uh, how this Cubs rotation shapes out going into the spring because I don't know about you guys, but, like, two months ago, you know, outside of Stroman and Steele, and then I guess Kyle Hendricks, even though I wanted to fight. And the mayor. People. Yeah, well. He was your favorite he was for a my, while. He is my favorite. So I still <laughs> okay. love him. He's the, probably the most versatile pitcher in the Cubs, uh, you know, on the Cubs pitching staff, in my opinion. But, you know, three, two, three months ago, yeah, I was thinking Stroman, Steele, Thompson, and, and I guess Hendricks, if you're going to force me to have to, you know, give him one more chance. And he's earned that opportunity. I'm not trying to hate but now with this guy and with all the talk of spending this offseason that we've heard, it's getting – it's, it's got me – it's got my arm hair standing up, guys. Like, it, it gives it, – I have optimism. I have some hope. It's the worst thing to have, guys. You should, like – Arm hair? <laughs> stand. <laughs> it's I the wish. worst I thing wish. to have is hope. It really is. It's the worst thing to have because then I'm ready to be completely hurt again. Uh, and I'm really good at doing that. And like, but like, this time, in an instance, like, we all sat here at the beginning when CHGO launched. Like, we were like, well, like, we had no idea what the Cubs were doing. And like, 
Didn't know what to think about this pitching infrastructure. I thought that it was definitely moving in the right direction at the beginning of the year. Here we are, two games left, and, like, you can look at the Cubs pitching infrastructure on the minor league level, and you're like, damn, where has this been for literally our entire lives, right? Since <laughs> Mark Pryor, at least, right? And, and it's just, like, it's very encouraging going into next year, and, like, Hayden Wisniewski is at the top of that list, and I understand that we all wanted the team to be good. We wanted them to at least be in the wild card, but – fact that they just kind of were whatever and, you know, basically were way out of it at the deadline and they lucked into him with a guy like Scott Efros, Mm -hmm. I think we'll look back in two years and be like, well, that wasn't so bad because we got this guy who's going to come out and shove every fifth fifth day. At least, like, that's the – that has to be what the Cubs envision with him. Yeah, sometimes I wonder, like, why why the Yankees did trade him. Like, was it – did they just not see something in him that the Cubs did or was it like – well, they have to be glad to well, be They want to finally win the World well, Series again, and they thought well, and the he was is, more likely not to crack under pressure in a postseason role who, than, call, yeah, okay. than calling up Wes Neski and being like, hey, kids, see if you can do it in the postseason. Well, I, and um, I also wonder if, But like, that's real short-sighted. Yeah, right? and I also wonder if, like, were they just, like, that confident in what they're doing in the minor leagues with their pitching? It, they're like, yeah, oh, we'll have another. It also, probably, and they have it's probably another that, one, but right? also yeah. they're getting five years of F. Ross or that's four it. more years of F. Ross, right? It's not like they got a – it's not like they did the, what the Phillies did and traded Ben Brown for old-ass David Robertson. That – that one, if Ben Brown turns out to be what everyone kind of envisions, the Phillies are really going to be mad at themselves because their farm system sucks. And he was their top pitching prospect. Well, just think that both those guys are, after we talked to Max Bain in the preseason about the farm system. Happy belated, by the way, Max. And the pitching depth, right? It? Yeah, like last week. Oh, happy belated, Happy belated. Um, and... He said to us, like, guys, I'm telling you, there's one after another. Like, we're, I'm surrounded by guys that can throw mm-hmm. down there. He's like, I'm just telling you, like, guys are coming. Now you've added Wesneski Brown. Like, you add Wesneski, and, the, you know, doctor, our pitch doctor here says that that's the guy he's most excited about, all of them. You added that on top of what was already there and was already building in the farm system. The most surprising thing that we got wrong in the offseason was Jonathan VR. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We all we're like, oh, that seems like a pretty good move to me. Uh, well, he was cheap, and you're like, He's okay, veteran. maybe if he plays well enough, we can flip him at the deadline. I mean, I was trying to think optimistically and be like, oh, maybe he can help them the win some optimist. games. But, like, he couldn't even get them anything at the deadline. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's uh, – it's complete. It's very crazy how this roster changed from opening day to to today. So, and 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 it's in a good way too. I mean, not necessarily like the forty man right now, but the organization. I guess you could say. Yeah. So. No, it's, it's yeah. It's like well, because you even see throughout the, you know, throughout the season, like all these prospect rankings, updated rankings during the season, like it's. The Cubs farm system. I mean, you knew it had it was in a better place at the end of last season, and then you see all the 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 improvements and development in the minor leagues throughout the year. All of a sudden, the you know the the all the rankings, the re rankings came out in August, and Cubs farm system like MLB Pipeline had him at number ten. We talked about that one time. 
you know, fan, uh, fan graphs, prospect rankings, their farm rankings has the Cubs like at number four. Like mm. the Cubs farm system is deep, and and you know, uh, a lot of the players were at Wrigley, or a lot of the prospects were at Wrigley over the weekend, mm-hmm. uh, um, and a lot of the the like highly touted top prospects were were at Wrigley, and you know, talking to some of them, and I, I know Brendan Davis himself was like, yeah. Like you look around and and there's definitely some players in the system that are going to be the part of the next core of the Chicago Cubs. Like, I mean, that's I wouldn't expect him to say anything differently, but it's it's also not like, oh yeah, no, he's just blowing smoke. He's like, you look at it and you're like, you know, there's definitely some some guys that you want to see them obviously succeed in the major leagues, but when you look at what they're doing in the minor leagues, you're like, okay, like I could see this guy in a Cubs <laughs> right. uniform one yeah. day, like on top of being the great the next draft core, that they had right? too, like yeah. I mean, oh, I mean, we 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 haven't had a reason to really talk about Cade Horton, but like, I mean, they envision him as something, someone similar like Jordan Wicks, who will probably take two years in the minors. Jordan Wicks, we believe, might get a chance with the Cubs next year, midseason or whatever. Like, so in two years, we might see Cade Horton, and it's just like, it, that's how you build a great organization. You just just get all this talent and. You churn it like an assembly line, right. baby. And, like, listen, I, I'm i all about getting a, a number one starter and everything, and we definitely need to do that in the free agency. But, like, you do that, but also, like, keep keep bringing that pitching talent up, and you get to a point where you don't even really need to do that. You just, you can you can get position players or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, and that's kind of like what the Dodgers have done. Yeah, they spent money on Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman and, uh, you know, those are the two ones that I can think of off the top of my head. But, like, like they just developed a great system, and they've just kind of – they just got talent all, all across the board. And, like, I feel like that's the direction the Cubs are headed in. Are they at the level of the Dodgers in doing that yet? Absolutely not. But, like, you know, just another year of uh, – next year, another year of, uh, you know – Getting it right. Get, getting yeah. getting it right. Like, and then, you know – the Cubs will have another they'll have another draft where they're picking in the top ten or whatever. You know, like I it, it's looking really good. And like the way the the scouting and player development is it's wild to think about. But I think you can argue that yeah. it is way better than what it was when Theo first came in. Step yeah. one is drafting correctly. Step two is developing the draft picks. Right. In building a big organization. It's not signing free agents first. Now, free agents need to be the third part of that conversation, like make, making the right decisions on free yeah. agents when you need them, those three. Mm-hmm. The Cubs were failing at least two of those three for a while, yeah. right? They either weren't drafting the right guys or they weren't developing the guys they drafted yeah. and or most of the free agents, Hayward, like didn't quite – fit the billing so now you hope that like with those pitchers they've drafted the right guys and they're developing the right guys so there's there's the system and Cody again mentioned the uh free agent pitcher and uh it was PS5 coming up with it again go back just a little bit up to the top there Joey on PS5 he said something about right there. would you rather have he was asking would you rather have an ace and Correa, or skip signing that pitcher and have Correa and Arenado if he opts out. <laughs> Much rather have option two and Bogarts for a shortstop. 
again, again, this is the, the his, his I love thought, dreaming it. I yeah, love the idea of dreaming all, they're it. They're all pipe dreams. But, yeah. like, again, their depth is in pitching. So, yeah. I, am, I am leaning towards his side more and more each day that if the ace isn't there, if the trade for show, you know, like, yeah. if that DeGrom, stuff is not there, or DeGrom, or... Bieber, whoever you think you want. Trade, yep. If that person, that that number clear number one is not there this year, then I would rather see them. I'm starting to believe I would rather see them bring back Smiley and another guy like Smiley so you have more depth and you still have Samson and you have Hendricks coming back. And I would rather see them go big on two position players. Yeah, I don't no, think I, it's crazy. I like I've said all along. I thought they needed a number one, but I don't know if it has to be this year. Now you have wasted one of your three years with Strowman, yeah. which we kind of knew. Yeah. And, and the whole point, I think my thing and is he like, can opt I, out after next year, right? But in yeah. order to draw the free agents, you got to have a guy like Strowman yeah. to start building up some stuff too. Yeah. So. I think I think my thing is, and I'm I'm going to disagree that the, the number one starting pitcher is. Should be the biggest priority this offseason because, as we've seen all season, how important starting pitching is. Um, and going out and getting that number one, a guy that you can, you know, you're going to throw out there every five days and is going to give you a chance to win. You hope that everyone on the Cubs, obviously, you know, would give them that chance to win, but you do need that a number one guy that you know is going to go out there, he's going to shove, he's going to be a guy, you know all-star caliber pitcher who's going to be a guy that you get you make the postseason you need a game you can throw him on the bump and he's going to do well for you that's how important starting pitching is again we saw it all season and now the starting pitching has been good not like this last few months that's when the Cubs have been winning a lot of games I don't think I mean I guess this goes to if the Cubs want to compete for a playoff spot next year if they don't then I see that line of like okay let's get a couple you know no, I, players, I agree, I agree with you. It's the it's the top priority. I'm just saying, if the pool isn't the right pool of players, or if you can't get it, option B should be potentially that that path. Okay, like, okay. Yeah. you know what I'm saying? Well, yeah, like, if yeah, you okay. can't get one of those three guys, if you can't get Rodon, or if you can't get Degrom, <laughs> or Shohei, then don't go crazy spending for. Cinder, you know, whoever the pitcher might be, somebody that you don't think is actually worth the money, don't do that just because you think you need a one this year. Right. Because there's always the next year, and your depth is pitching. I agree with you. The first attempt should be to get one of those guys. If, yeah. if Nolan Arenado, I, I won't be surprised if he opts out, but if that guy actually leaves the Cardinals to come to the Cubs, first off, I would be very unbearable on the internet. <laughs> two, two. More so than now. If it actually yeah, happens. Which is crazy to think about. It would be... I. <laughs> it just, it's like me thinking about... Or it's like me reading on the internet that people think Wilson Contreras is going to go to the Cardinals. I, it's not going to happen. There's no reason the Cardinals should, should would even want Wilson Contreras, in my opinion, for how they, for how they do things. And Nolan Arenado, he's on a winning team right now. And, like... The Cubs haven't proved anything. I mean, I think I've, I'm pretty sure I've read recently that he's not planning to opt out. Yeah. Like it, I, so I, yeah, I just was, I just had to comment on that because that's just so funny. I just if it, I just, if it actually happened, baby, I mean, I would just I would be the most 
awful person on yeah. the internet on Cardinals Twitter. I mean, they w- I mean, they already do hate me. You should see my TikTok comments. I'm telling you, it's it, 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 that, that's just on TikTok. You, oh, oh my God. Yeah, so, I just got. I had to get that out. <laughs> no, of my he, he's. I, I think it's like a pretty. I, know, I guess it's, nothing's ever certain, but I, that's true. It's a pretty. Near things would have to go. Things would have to go pretty wild. Like if he really did opt out, and the Cardinals didn't want to pay him more money. I mean, he's already making like thirty million a year. Like if the Cardinals didn't want to pay him more as he's got getting further into his thirties, then I guess I could see it. But like. I just don't understand why he'd even want to opt out whenever he's already making $30 million, he's on a good team, and, yeah. like, the way that they run their organization, as much as I hate them and as much as I hate to say it, but, like, they they look like they're set to be at least competitive. For I mean, the yeah, they're going to be a team that's in the postseason. So, like, why would you want to leave no, that? Right? Jack's After saying it's already years. been confirmed. Yeah. He's staying in St. Louis. Don't get our yeah, hopes up. That's what I'm trying. Listen, this whole offseason is going to be irrational. That's what we're talking about. Yeah, get ready, Jack. Just we like want, we want some irrational moves to make this team better. <laughs> we know the team's going to be better based on development of young players. We've seen, we've seen with our own eyes the farm system has talent to start <laughs> filtering into the big leagues. We want the irrational moves. Yeah. I want something big. I want, I want them to somehow greatly outbid the Yankees and bring Aaron Judge a little Sammy Sosa treatment to Wrigley Field. Yeah. Would be pretty sick, right? But you know, like I, it's not gonna happen. I, no. I, you know, they're definitely gonna be in a running for one of those shortstops. Uh, I'm seeing some Dansby Swanson uh, slander in the chat. That's fine, whatever. I, I like him. I don't know why a lot I did, of people. I mean, I do too. Right I, he plays great yeah. defense, and but I, I mean, does he hit like those other guys? I mean, the, I don't have the numbers in front of me. But. Well, the, the feeling for me is like. Turner, Correa, um, Bogars, like not any particular order, like one A, one B, one C, and then Swanson's like your two. To, to me, the more I think about but adding it, him would make you a better oh, baseball what, team. Like you're just 100%. adding a good baseball player. I'm just like yeah. the, the feeling that he gets. Oh, like those are the top three. Swanson's not like a full level below him, but he's just like a if little you get, bit. If you below get him and Degrom and Bieber <laughs> and Judge, yeah. yeah. The the more yeah. I think, Otani too. Yeah, well, the more I think 42. about those shortstops, man, like. The more I'm, I start to think that Turner's probably gonna go back to Dodgers. Probably, that, you know, they pay people, and he's on. They're they're gonna win like over 110 games, right? Like, or they already did, probably. Like, insane team, right? And then Bogarts, he already won a championship with Boston, and if Boston wants to compete next year, they're not gonna let him out the door. I mean, he'll opt out, but and and I don't see why the why Boston wouldn't pay him. I know they got to talk, think about Devers too, but like, I think those guys would, would lean more to where they're already at more so than testing the market. Like they'll test the market, but I think that their first choice would be Bogarts, Boston and Turner, Los Angeles. Again, wouldn't be surprised if they left, but I, I lean towards more thinking that they would stay. Correa is the only one that I think is like, I'm out of here <laughs> from Minnesota. <laughs> right. And, and Swanson, I mean, if they win the World Series back to back, why why would he want to leave Atlanta? Except for the, I mean, except for the for fact money. that the Braves aren't going to want to pay him the way that they're paying the rest of their players, and they're somehow getting these cheap extensions. Yeah, they're, you know they're I mean? locking him down pretty like, early. I think so, we do like, still have a Dior store on Oak Street too. So if Crea wants to come here, we'd yeah, have the right I, store. I, yeah, I thought I thought the comment <laughs> we still have one. Gold I thought the Crea thing was funny because he's like, when I go to the Dior store, was it like I go to the Dior yeah. store and. And I, if I want, if I see something I want, and I'm like, I feel the same way. But Did I'm we talk I'm, about this well, at the bar. Yeah, but I'm like, if I feel the same way, <laughs> I feel the same way. But if I'm saying, it, I'm like, 
I'm going to the Ross Dress for Less store, and then when I see something, I want it. Yeah. yeah. Then I have to pay yeah. for it. So they're the, I'm the product of the Dress for Less store. That's right. When I walk into Foot Locker and I see a pair of Jordan 1s, if I want them, then I go and get it. Yeah, you know what the difference is? Those are like 150 bucks. And Carlos Correa, you're going to be commanding, apparently if you opt out, you're going to be commanding more than $35 million a year. And that's that's a lot of money for anyone, man. But it shouldn't be for the Chicago Cubs, in my personal opinion. But, you know, it, it is it is different. I, and I will say that it still rubs me the wrong way. I'll get over it by yeah, the time free too. agency comes around. But hearing it at the first time, I was like, fuck this dude. But uh, again, I'll get over it, uh, especially if that means we can improve our infield. Jack R says uh, Rodon's not an ace, although you don't wor- win a World Series with him at the top. Like I, I'm not sure Rodon is necessarily an ace. Um, there aren't many, though. But But adding him would again bump up your staff, right? Like yeah. I I honestly I picture Rodon as a Stroman type, not not the same type of pitcher, but like if I'm looking at levels of pitchers lately, I kind of put them in the same bracket, right? Yeah. Maybe not they're maybe not aces, but they're they're both really high end twos if you add those and you have Steele and Wisneski and Henry like Adding Rodon would not be the worst thing this offseason. It would no, definitely so. <laughs> improve your pitching staff. Yeah. It, maybe, you know, don't let me talk myself into it, but the way that the Mets have kind of sh- shit their pants down the stretch here, maybe maybe DeGrom would leave New York. I, I, I don't see him leaving New York, but, like, maybe maybe he's tired of not getting run support because they, they can't score runs for him. That's, like, literally been his entire career. Maybe, maybe he would actually leave, leave the Mets. I think the Yankees would then take him instead. But, you know, maybe – who knows? Who fucking knows? But <laughs> that's the guy I want. If we're talking about a top – number one starting pitcher, I don't care that he is 34-35. That guy – that guy is a stud, man. And he gives you – he literally gives you a quality start every time out. What's the streak? Like over 40? Well, not anymore. Not anymore? All right. I don't well. think. Sean says the Cubs should outbid the Dodgers – to get Turner, considering they'll be the biggest competition in the National League. You know, hurt them, improve yourself. <laughs> I believed that philosophy until the Jason Hayward trade didn't work out. It was like, oh, not only did they get the guy, I thought it was a great deal. Not only did they get the guy, they also took away from the Cardinals. And worry about, I, now I've decided worry about yourself. Yeah. Although it would be nice to get Arenado out of St. Louis. So, as much as and, and turn around of LA, the Degrom streak ended a week ago. All right, well, okay, his, his forty games yeah, like or whatever, yeah, it ended. The guy still is, still is he done. the best pitcher in baseball when, when he's healthy? Yeah. He's certainly one of the top, absolutely two or three for yeah, sure. When healthy, that's but easy. That's, that's been a big absolutely. question over the last couple of years. You're spending a lot of, you'd be putting a lot of cash into that when healthy. I just think I'm he's, okay with it. It's not my money. He would be a great. Uh, like Scherzer type contract, right? Yeah, and I think he's totally worth it. Um, so if you don't want to, you don't want to. We've sat here and talked about how you know you don't want to. We ideally not want to give out like a ten year contract. Well, okay, pay Degrom eighty four million dollars over two years or whatever it is that Scherzer got. You know what I mean? Like, I would gladly let Ricketts pay him that much money per year. If it's only like on a short two, two, three years, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like makes so much sense, especially with how this pitching is, 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 is growing in the system. By the time his contract's up, you probably, 
ideally, you would hope the Cubs will have developed their own ace. Maybe Wesneski is that guy, you know? Maybe Steele's that guy. Maybe Steele's that guy. I mean, by the time, yeah. You get what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. I do. Um, Sean says, good point, Luke. However, knowing the Cardinals, Hayward would be a Hall of Fame lock right now if he stayed there. And Michael Collada says, can Turner make a speech? We will get more to <laughs> Jason Hayward a in a second. Cody, tell us about your gamblings. Well, when I was on uh, CHGO uh, Bears after dark, I said uh, Debo Samuel anytime touchdown, and I took the receiving plus rushing yards over at 85 and a half, and uh, his touchdown he scored on a 57-yard catch. So I'm just going to assume that he's really close to at least hitting that yards if he hasn't already. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good, guys. I had a, I had a great weekend. I made all my bets on points bet, and this football season points bet is bringing you a better way to bet live on games, which means before this ad is over, you can place a live same-game parlay, bet on the next drive to be a touchdown, and cash out your live second-half over bet. With PointsBet, you have access to more live football markets than ever before. Build a perfect live same-game parlay by combining your favorite bets anytime during the game, including spreads, totals, player props, and more. Choose the outcome of the next drive and next points with PointsBet Lightning Bets. So whether you're on the move or on the couch, do it live on PointsBet. Download the PointsBet app today and sign up with code CHGO to get your – First two bets risk-free up to $2,000. If you or someone you know has a gaming problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral services. Do you think Brandon Ayuk... Because <laughs> he's hot. Cody, was, you were going to spray him Cody down? Spray me down, yeah. Do you think Ayuk I mean, gets 6.6 more points today in fantasy? Yeah, I hope not. Time, yeah. They're going to have to throw Why? The ball. I don't want him to. I, oh, you don't want him to? I, I, You're going against him? I'm up, oh, okay. up 6.6 points right now. I need Cooper Cup to have a bad game. Yeah, what are you going to bet on the second half? Are you uh, I'm not betting anything on the second half. I Okay, so I've been red hot, and you know why? Because I haven't bet baseball. But I bet Cubs money line today, oh. and I did a hit parlay. And Ian Happ, Say Suzuki, and Christopher Morrell all went over. So <laughs> that's why betting baseball is dumb. I'm done betting baseball the rest of the year. Nope. Not even me. I hate betting baseball. It should be illegal to bet baseball. That way I don't do it. <laughs> Uh, our next partner has a product I've been using, oh, six, seven months now. I started taking AG1 because I didn't have time, wanted better gut health, more energy, an optimized immune system. Now I've been on it and loving it. doesn't taste super healthy. It's, you know, some stuff tastes like medicine. This just works like medicine or great for your body, but it doesn't taste that way. It's kind of tropical. Here's what it is. A scoop of AG1. 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, adaptogens to start your day right, a special blend of ingredients supporting your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, aging, all those things. I get that giddy-up-and-go from it in the morning, so I take it on an empty stomach. It's lifestyle-friendly, too, whether you're keto, paleo, vegan, gluten-free, dairy-free. You're all good with AG1. You're investing in an all-in-one nutritional insurance for less than three bucks a day, recommended by professional athletes. It has more than 7,000 five-star reviews. So right now, reclaim your health, arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills or supplements. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash CHGO Cubs. Again, athleticgreens.com slash CHGO Cubs to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. 
You guys, so, uh, you got <laughs> Jack R. asks if you guys oh. are, uh, you, you think the Guardians have a chance at the World Series? That I was like, actually no. looking at World Series odds today. They're like at the lowest before yeah. the Brewers, who probably aren't going to even get in the playoffs right also, now. Also, no. I, I mean, it's like plus 3,000 right now. Jack R. probably got them at a really good yeah. price. I don't know. I, they're a good team. I just think there's teams in the American League that are better. Houston. They're scrappy Houston, and they definitely Yankees. can like they Too definitely good they're definitely teams like, they, have to get they could definitely be like one of those hot teams I guess that like get come out of nowhere but like I don't see. I it. feel the like Nats, if they were in the, the National Nats League maybe. Yeah, like something like that. Uh, like, I just I don't I don't see I mean, playing a shitty division. Just I, I just don't see how the Yankees are honestly Yankees or Astros are my like those are going to be the, I mean those are the two best teams in the American League but I don't see how yeah. either one of those don't make the World Series. That may that may just be me, and I may be dumb and get surprised. I am yeah, cheering. baseball's a funny sport. Yeah, Anything right. can happen. Do I think I would put them at the bottom of my rankings for teams that could win the World Series? Probably. I am cheering for the Blue Jays. I put a twenty-five dollar free bet on them at plus thirteen hundred before the season started. They're alive, so they're in it. They're in it. We ride uh, whenever the playoffs start, <laughs> which I can't wait to hate watch the Cardinals the entire way through. And as and when I say I can't wait, I really don't want to, but. That's what that's what I'm forced to do. So that's what I'll do. It's kind of like Cody's baseball version of like hoping for the Packers to lose in the playoffs. Yeah, every year. it's like watching Aaron Rodgers losing playoffs every year. It's like my it's like my Christmas. It's my Super Bowl. Is watching Aaron, Aaron Rodgers losing playoffs every year. <laughs> watching the Cardinals lose in embarrassing fashion and watch Yachty and and Pujols like be sent off on a loss would be great considering how. Freaking annoying! This entire fraudulent retirement tour has been all season. Uh, Mike Dubs is not <laughs> happy with uh, Kiros. By the way, I don't think Kiros is a piece of the future. Absolutely not. Just, I think we could all sit. He in the was chat an impressive who you got pick. It probably should have been worth like seven or eight <laughs> points instead of <laughs> oh my two. God. Mm. Yeah. But I digress. I mean, he's like thirty anyway, right? Yeah. He's been a lifetime minor leaguer. Like, he, congratulations! He's had some nice games was, like, congrats yeah. on making to the majors, man. Like. He's a depth piece at best, if anything, like for another team that's good and like an injury happens, he can come play some games for you. But yeah. yeah, yeah, there's no, but I think he's mad because he had a bet or whatever. And because his base running <laughs> blunder ended <laughs> the game, oh, gotcha. the game okay. was over and he, he didn't get a chance for Nico to Nico, hit. A Nico so, hit. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. I understand. <laughs> Meanwhile, PS uh, five. That lie just wants to get Verlander here so he can get that Kate Upton jersey. Oh, buddy. Um, speaking I'm with of you. next season, next season. <laughs> so we had another over the weekend Contreras goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> Do we have to talk about this? The second round of Contreras <laughs> goodbyes. I don't. I got to put my feet up for this I one, guys. I still don't think the qualifying, he's accepting the qualifying offer. I do believe he'll get one. I think it's going to hurt his free agency. But I think his pride will take him elsewhere as the Cubs are kind of hoping. The otherwise, we go through this again a third time. <laughs> I just like my my entire thing is is like I think this like this whole thing with Contreras will be a complete failure if they don't retain him because they didn't move him and maybe and 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 if they don't if if he goes to another team and they don't get anything for him. Then like well, it's the it's the I guess they'll get their, they'll the get the draft, 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 draft pick. That's which the, they that, think was more important. That's a, the a reason why league. they didn't trade him. If they if they were truly gonna get him, let him walk. If, if he was truly able to walk for nothing, then they 
All right. Pretty much they know traded him. by giving him a qualifying offer, they're then, either going to yeah, have him on the team next is. year so, or they're getting a draft pick. All right. Well, I think I speak Unless for a lot of fans. I think, And this come from the pure fan perspective here, fellas. If they give him the qualifying offer and he somehow goes somewhere else instead, and even the, the – I don't think Cubs fans are going to be happy with just getting a compensation pick back for him. And I won't be happy either. And I and I know this team has been playing well despite his injury in the second half. And I don't necessarily think it's the most important thing for this franchise to to get done in the offseason. But we like how can I say everything I said at the deadline when we when they did that whole thing and we talked about Marquee up playing and everything? How can I say all of that and then just be okay with just a compensation pick? Like Again, not the most important thing this offseason, but if they don't get it done, I don't blame fans for being pissed. And if they don't get it done, the Cubs absolutely, absolutely bet better be improving this roster at a like on a big level in terms of in free agency or if you're gonna make a big trade for a Shane Bieber or Otani, whoever. Like if they if they don't do enough again like they did last offseason and they let Contreras walk for a comp pick. We're all going to be sitting here in the YouTube chat, and Michael Collada is going to be telling us, I told you so, guys. I told you so. <laughs> That's all I can say. Like, I will get over it if, if Contreras walks and we get a comp pick. I'll get over it if they improve the roster drastically. That, You'll that, forget about it instantly yes, if they make the right offseason I moves. will, but I can't say all those things I said at basically the deadline and then just be okay that they just got a comp pick for him. So... I think I speak for a lot of Cubs fans when I say that. So, I think most yeah, I think so. I, th- oh, I think that's, I'm gonna say I think that's that's the general consensus. I mean, it's not gonna change what the Cubs do. What the, I know that, what but the fans no. want. I'm just I, I get it because I see it on Twitter yeah. all the time. Like half whenever I post something about um, you know Contreras, half my mentions are oh Cubs resign Contreras. Cubs need to bring him back. Like I I, I see it on Twitter. I understand the the, the fan. Player, yeah, yeah a popular player. You know, World Series hero. Guy, Cubs fans love him. Clearly, they gave him they gave him like four standing ovations on Sunday. Like they clearly love him. I think he's emerged as like a as a solid leader, though. He, too. he no, well, yeah, he definitely is. I just, I, I mean, the guy. It's just the writing's kind of on the wall at, at this point with with Contreras and and the Cubs relationship. And if they do bring him back, uh, I, I mean, you know, sign him to a deal, two year deal, whatever it is, maybe three, four. If that happens. I mean, I, I'll honestly be surprised because I think I think it's just kind least, of I'd be surprised too. The writing, then, everything else they've shown yeah. you says that's not happening. But then again, we were surprised at the trade deadline that's when true. they didn't trade him. So, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I there's always a chance that Wilson, you know, tests his market, doesn't see what he wants, and then accepts a qualifying offer if it's extended to him. Like, there's definitely that chance too. So, I, I mean, but I think I the expectation and you know, kind of rightfully so, just based on the way everything's gone all year is that, you know, Contreras won't be on the Cubs next year. So, but I, yeah. again, I going back to the beginning. I, I know that's how the Cubs fans feel like they'll be pissed. I'm sure you'll be pissed and you'll have a rant. Like I'm kind of looking forward to it. Um, but that, Thanks. I mean, that's just, that's just like at this point, it's also just kind of the, the, you know, the way things are going, that's the direction things yeah. are heading. And, and again, I, I like the mindset of going with a defensive minded catcher and especially with the catching prospects they do have. I mean, I wish Moises Ballesteros was a further along, and I wish Miguel Amaya could just stay healthy. So you, 
you can't bank on that. So are you going to go if you're if you're not going to bring him back? Are you going to sign a guy to go with Gomes and Higgins? Because like, listen, I like Jan Gomes. He's been way better this year than I really expected. Uh, but great defensively, right? He's been way better than I expected with the bat. If you look at the numbers, you're like, what? This guy sucks. But you're like, but by the eye test, he's actually been okay. I, I don't know how else to explain that. Or, or like, that's just based off what I've seen. And I've watched at least, at least 90% of these baseball games. And he is, I mean, he had a double tonight. I, the, guy, the guy has been okay on offense, but really good defensively. And all the pitchers rave about him. So I get why the Cubs might want to go with more into a different, defensive catcher's minded standpoint, but I just don't think he can start every single day and be as effective as he's been. I think you gotta you gotta have another guy. And I and Higgins, he's Did you get I'm did sorry. you get emotional watching him be the last guy off the field again? Like I know I know most people were like appreciated the last time that they thought probably, he was going before the trade deadline, this time he was out there kind of yeah, soaking it up been, again. It probably would have been different for me if I was at the ballpark, but I was watching on TV. Yeah. Uh, it was a good move by and, Ross, though. Yeah. And to it, pull him out of the game and let him get his ovation again. And, like, and this has nothing to do with the Cubs, but, like, it was literally an hour, like, after the Bears lost when I was pissed off. <laughs> so, like. So, you were numb already. I was already kind of yeah. numb. So, like, whatever. I. I. It, Again, it was much deserved, the whole, like, take him out when he got to first. It was the only standing ovation that's deserving from that day uh, around the league. If you know, you know. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I, I'm just – Cubs need I, – I wish I could just have some sort of eye on the wall or ear on the wall in the Cubs front office to know if they're even interested in, in bringing him back. If like, if like, obviously they're going to extend the qualifying offer so they can get that comp pick. But like, like do the, to me, I, I don't under, if, if they, they, if they didn't trade him at the deadline because they say they value him as a person and all this jazz and then not even not do more than just to give the qualifying offer, then like, then, then you basically overplayed your hand. Well, I, I think, I think the wording that Jed used was that they, was like a, the return didn't exceed the value that they had for Contreras. So I think it's what they're looking at is the qualifying offer or the, the, the draft pick was like the value that they were looking for. Uh, something that exceeded that. Is they what think they were the draft at. pick is better than whatever they would have gotten yeah. in the return. Yeah. Or so, option B, they overplayed their hand. And that's like, those are the only two scenarios that are true, right? Like yeah. one of the two happened. Yeah. But then I, I at this point, it's I just, don't know. Yeah, at this point, I mean, you will never know. But at this point, it's like, well, now oh, you're kind of yeah. you're kind of stuck where where yeah. you know where the Cubs are at right now. And those are the two cards you have in your hand now. <laughs> yeah. There's no it's, there's no more cards coming. Yeah. yeah. Again, spend some money, fix some of the holes you got, and I'll get past it. But you know, everything else related to him, you know, great. Like one of my favorite players, one of the one of the like, he clearly clearly love being a cub like we want people want to talk about you know the core whether it's rizzo bryant javi shorber whoever like i feel like Contreras was the one who showed the most emotion out of all those guys more often than not and those are the guys that fans love right they they, they get up for those guys and mm -hmm. the amount of times that guy you know when something wasn't going right with another team on the field, he let the other team know. I mean, the amount of time, yeah. the amount of Brewers fans that hate that guy. I mean, that's another reason why <laughs> yeah. I love him because the Brewers fans hate him. Uh, he's 
everyone wants to say like he's our own like yachty or whatever but like i i guess you can say it in terms of like an emotional leader uh but I will never compare him to someone like that. <laughs> I was gonna say he doesn't I will, like that I will literally never all. compare him <laughs> to someone like that. Like Wilson Contreras is one of the best offensive hitting catchers of, of the last seven or eight years. Yadi Molina, it literally has a ninety-seven weighted runs created for his career over nineteen years. The guy has never hit a lick of anything related to a baseball. The guy is overrated. Sorry. All so right, we, we don't need to talk about the Cardinals. Right so now. anyways, anyways, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, all I'm saying is like the guy means a ton of the city. He's a great dude. And uh, there's a reason why Cub fans want him back. And I don't blame him for that. And I don't see why they can't make that happen. I really don't, especially with the way that the, the prospects and, you know, with Amaya and Ballesteros are kind of like, you don't know what you're going to get out of Maya and Ballesteros was in Myrtle Beach this year. You don't, and you don't know. I mean, I know he's in the yeah. top, he's a top well, 20 prospects, prospects now. Yep. Prospects. But, like, yeah, you can't bank on those guys. Now, if one of those guys were, right, like, supposed to make the be on next year's team and, you know, if Amaya was healthy, maybe I could think about it. But, like, neither one of them are. And so that's why, to me, it's like, why not, why not, like, a one- or two-year extension? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like that, that's, that's, how, that's the way I look at it. But Andrew is Andrew Boudreau is in your boat. He says if Ricketts actually spends, and again, you mean Jed, yeah. but but I understand what you're saying. Like whatever the pool of money is that Jed's going to have, if they act, if the Cubs actually spend, he'll accept whatever they decide on Wilson. He'd rather have him on the team, but he just wants to see the Cubs win. Yeah. So if if Wilson leaving means the Cubs win because they spend other places, you'll be okay with it. Now. This is where you have to explain to me the weekend. Oh, yeah. There you go, Cody. Because I saw Cody, and I don't want to give the exact quote because I don't remember (laughs) the exact quote. We're going to talk about this now. But Cody said, Hayward's Player Tribune post had him in shreds. I don't know what that means. I mean, I... Because I'm old. I was just kind of... That's a term. Like, I didn't know vibe. I knew what a vibe was, but I didn't really... Use vibe like everybody was using vibe these days. I, you know, if you if you haven't read Jason Hayward's like Players Tribune article that he that went out today, like I highly recommend it. Like, I thought it was really really good. It was really good because he talked about how much he loved Chicago and how much he loved Cubs fans and like I mean he went back and talked about how when he was with Atlanta and the first time he came to Wrigley Field when he was with the Braves how. Like, that was, like, his first, like... And how surreal it was. Yeah, how surreal. And even, like, I guess he even said, like, in it that growing up, he had pennants of other teams and stuff in his room and, like, you know, pictures of Wrigley Field in his room. Like, he was just a baseball geek, yeah. right? And, like, that kind of thing. And, you know, he talk, in it he talks about how, like, everyone always wants to talk about the speech in Game 7 and all this, and he just goes so in-depth in it about how that moment... It wasn't really his moment. He was just the guy there that said what he said, and like, I don't know. It was just really humbling. Well, and that—that's one of the things he said is like, it wasn't any like magic words. It was just right. He just him reminded know, like, everyone yeah, that, that, that they were the best team in the league exactly, that year, and yeah. they were. They were the best team in the league that year, and like, you just think about that moment. You know, after Rajay Davis hits that homer, and like, I know I was sitting on my couch ready to be hurt again because like. I was I don't think I'd ever been more depressed, more broken in my entire life than like the the ninth inning after Rajay Davis hit that homer. I seriously, I don't it, 
they won in 16, and then the next thing that broke me after that was the double doink. But, like, at least the Cubs won. But, like, in that moment in 2016, like, I don't think I'd wait, ever wait, been wait, more What about Illinois losing to Loyola? Well, that happened after. Oh, yeah, that's that right. <laughs> I mean, Illinois losing to UNC in 2005 was, like, my second heartbreak. <laughs> okay, sorry. But, anyway. I, and I interrupted. I'm sorry. But what I'm saying is, is, like, what he says in it about how, like, he just happened to be that someone there and, like, just reminded them that, like, they're – you know, that they're the best team in the league. Like, it goes more, it goes more to, it goes more into just, like, the stats and stuff like that. And, again, he he even acknowledged, yeah, like, the, the contract didn't live up to the contract, whatever. But, yeah. like, when people talk about him being the worst contract in Cubs history, I just, like, I, I, I invite you to read this article that he wrote. Read that article and then you try and tell your like look in a mirror and tell yourself that he was the worst contract in Cubs history again because like Milton Bradley was literally an awful person and he sucked at baseball and he went to jail so like I just again didn't live up to the contract but the but he was a great dude and clearly a clubhouse leader I mean all the guys that were on Instagram making those posts for him on that on that day like they don't they didn't just do that cuz the Cubs asked them to yeah. do it. They did it cuz they wanted to. Like it, he, it was basically he, everyone on the team. He, yeah, he left some sort of mark on them and like to me that means something. Again, does it mean it wasn't like does that mean he lived up to 184 million dollars? No, but like he he was a great teammate and a great dude and like at least you at least we as Cubs fans can take that. You know what I mean? And and, and he did win while he was here. I would suggest don't worry about what someone else made to play baseball that wasn't up to the level you expected. Like, you can be dis... I think it's okay to be disappointed with the way his contract played out and that he didn't turn into the star player you thought. Yeah. But if you literally hate Jason Hayward for the money that he made playing baseball, read that article... And rethink things. Yeah. If you re- that's all actually, I'm if you hate any player for... <laughs> Something like that. Rethink things. Yeah, well, I, and then, you know, I wrote about it the other day, like after we talked to Hayward on Thursday, about what his Cubs legacy should be. And, yeah, I mean, he even acknowledged, like, the numbers weren't always there. And I, 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 he's not – I don't think he's naive enough to think that he lived up to that contract. Clearly, you look at his offensive production, he didn't. But there's just so much more that went into it. And like Cody said, there's a reason every one of his teammates – former teammates, current teammates, coaches were, were posting on Instagram or tweeting about him. Like, say Suzuki tweeted about him being one of the, you know, one of the people that <laughs> helped him most. For one year. But, yeah, yeah. Been, been helped him the most since he got to since he got to America, since he, you know, joined the Cubs. And and I think that's just what that, that, that you know, the stuff he does in the community, which he helps a lot in the community, you know, that the, the Jason Hayward Baseball Academy um, is still being built out in the North Austin neighborhood. But he's... He does so much there. He he he's a locker room leader, and I remember I, I saw on Twitter people saying like, you know, what happened to Jason Hayward uh, after he signed the contract, and it was people were like, oh, you know, maybe he just didn't love baseball. And it's like that's that couldn't be further from the truth. Like, you ask anyone on that team, ask Rossi, like, they will tell you that no one puts in the work like Jason Hayward. It just didn't work out. Yeah. It just didn't baseball's lead. Baseball's not to, easy. No, yeah. baseball's not easy. No matter how much money you're making, it's a very difficult sport to be good at and to stay good at yeah so he made the most he made let me put it this way without necessarily performing to the level that maybe he wanted 
or the Cubs wanted or the fans wanted over a long stretch of time. He had moments that certainly were. He still gave you something, and that something was what he was doing behind the scenes, still working hard, still trying, still being in the community, still being the stand-up guy. Like, I'm not saying throw him a parade, but there have been way more disappointments. Disapp- yeah, I've had, I've seen way more disappointing contracts for specifically that reason. I mean, you right. look and, at- and that contract, by the way, should not have been enough to hamstring the organization in the no, first place. Absolutely. So again, again, like no. again, don't blame him for that. Yeah. All he did was get his fair value mm-hmm. and try to live up to it. Yeah. And go above and beyond in everything else that he did. Right. Well, and then he even said in the in the Players Tribune article, like I left money on the table at, from other places, which you know Cardinals. I don't remember if he said or where you know who else was after him. I know the Cardinals were one, um, and he but he wanted to be a Cub. He wanted to play in Chicago, and he was you know going to be twenty seven years old, like he was entering his prime, or was like you know right at the beginning of it. And you know the Cubs gave him a big. Con- I mean, you can't fault him for taking the contract the Cubs gave him. Like they gave right. him the money, they offered him the money. Can I? And can, well, and then I was going to say, so you can't fault him for that. And, and you know, he again, again, he just didn't live up to the contract. And you know, you could always hope that he, you could always hope that he played better. You can always mm-hmm. hope that he did. But you know what? He brought a lot of other things to the table that. The fans don't care about because they they just see the box score and they see what you do on the field and exactly. and that's not that's not all there is to to being a you know professional baseball player. Right. Can I can I read a little bit from like what he was talking about in Game Seven? Like it, it's literally. Do we need to get you like a pipe? And no, a, no, no, no. <laughs> I just think it's very moving. Right. No, I go ahead. Cause. Okay. So he said, "I this this is him on the speech in Game Seven. He said, "I noticed how shook everyone seemed after we blew that lead." But I also knew with every fiber of my being that we were still going to win that game. So then, obviously, something needed to happen to get from point A to point B. Something had to be said. It wasn't some incredible speech, though. There were no magic words or anything. I just told the guys we were the better team and we were still going to win. There wasn't that much more to it. Mm-hmm. The only magic involved was the precise mix of people who were in that room. But the whole thing was that magic was so powerful. The mix of guys. I mean, you want to talk about magic. There's, there's your magic right there. It wasn't in a meeting or some speech or some guy who told his teammates, teammates to gather in the weight room. It was in that special group of people that made that team what it was. So even in like his greatest moment as a cup, he's still like humble, humble about it. Doesn't really take any credit for any of it. It's just like, that's just who he was. Like he basically just helped the help that team get over that adversity in that moment. And it just happened to be in the biggest game in Chicago Cubs history. So have, have there been moments that I have disliked Cubs players past present, like as a reporter, as a lifelong fan, of course, Jason Hayward yeah. is not one of those guys. No. Right. And I know the I've contract s- didn't work out. Right. And that's Okay. And you can go and find past shows of this podcast since March. And, yeah, I've sat on here and I'm like, why are we still playing Jason Hayward? And that's different. It's different. It has everything to do with the play on the field. But I've never said that the dude was a bad guy. I never, like, didn't like him for that, for those aspects. And that's, that's kind of, like, my whole point. Like, imagine if they gave him this contract and he was a bad dude. 
Like, right. Like, imagine that. Like, then, then you really are like, holy shit, this was awful. Like, just an awful experience. Hell, they probably don't even win the World Series if if he isn't the kind of teammate and dude and 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 everything. And at the time, Gold Glove defender. Yeah, and Gold Glove defender. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Yeah, so. Jason so, Hayward. I mean, again, I'm not trying. I'm not trying to boost him up to say he deserves more credit or all this. All or that I'm it saying, wasn't the right time to move on. It is the right time to move. Yeah. on. hundred percent was, and I think what the you know the goodbye they gave him was perfect. I, I mean, you gave him <laughs> you gave him a little bit of time between the half inning to come out, say goodbye, you know, show the ring off, and then you went and played the the other half of the inning. <laughs> like like yeah. it was it was time to move on. It was a good moment uh, <laughs> from what it was, and and you know that that closes one chapter. Um, you know, almost pretty much almost closes the book on that on the you know the golden era of Cubs baseball. Yeah. So to speak. Dobbs jokes. What was your favorite part of the Hayward contract? Winning the World Series. That was yeah. my favorite part of when he was yeah. under contract for the Cubs. Winning the World Series. He was on I, the team. If I had to choose a moment that wasn't Game Seven, I would say that walk walk off, walk grand, off slam. grand slam. Yeah, that was pretty good. That was a pretty cool moment. And you had, know what? Like, Number three might just be literally all the community work he's doing. Like, yeah. I know people want to just think it's baseball, but it's just, it's, it's bigger. When people have that, when players have that much money, mm-hmm. the impact they can have on our community is so incredible, but they don't all do it. Not no. everybody does no. it. And he's above and beyond all those things. Yeah, so, like, And that's one of the things my, when we talked to Ross about Hayward that I really liked when he's like, you know, I, I just don't know how often those kind of people come around because they don't, they, they, they aren't, I mean, there are very charitable players in Major League Baseball, but Jason Hayward is is at or near the top of of all those guys. And yeah, couldn't you see him being in with Theo near the top of Major League Baseball someday? Well, you did kind I of absolutely, say that. If, in like, if he wanted to article. be be like up there, mm-hmm. one of the top spots in baseball, I could easily see that. Yeah, he said something along the lines of like he could see himself back in with the Cubs family one day yeah but he he wants to like break the barrier right of well like, is it like maybe even in like some kind of ownership role ownership like role. Uh, front office minority ownership sh- role to bridge yeah. the gap between the players the front office and the front office yeah. yeah yeah that was the whole thing which hey that that's cool man i like, think that's the kind of role that he wants to that stay he in baseball be in, yeah. he'd be awesome. thriving it right yeah he'd yeah. be thriving yeah. in yeah. it uh pins and aces the official golf apparel partner of chgo we love our pins and aces gear Get tons of compliments on and off the course. They are family-owned, a golf and apparel business. They make amazing polos, hats, golf bags, even our favorite beer sleeve, an innovative product that allows you to store seven beers right inside your golf bag and keep them cold the entire round. Check out pinsandaces.com. Use the code CHGO to receive 15% off your first order and get free shipping. That's pinsandaces.com. All right, the all-important decision of the night. Who you got? We're down to the final two games of the season. I love Andrew's After comment before we before Oh, yeah, we what do you got, it. Andrew? He says, uh, love the CHGO boys. Just feels like friends talking Cubs. So enjoyable. Love you, too. Shout love out everyone to you, in our Andrew. chat. says, come on, Luke. Come on. He wants Luke. a little bitterness out of me. Colada. I'm just honestly. You want some I, bitterness out of me? Go for, listen to the old show. There's plenty of times I've complained about Jason Hayward. Oh, man. I... <laughs> Don't get me wrong. Was I disappointed in the way he hit it, like the ground ball after ground ball and thinking he was going to be a better player? Yes. I'm just saying he's not in the conversation for, like, worst contracts in baseball 
in Cubs baseball history for me. He's just not. Like, yeah. he got paid what he deserved at the time, and then he did everything yeah. he could to try and live up to that contract. Yeah. 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 I mean, there's there's other guys that the Cubs have given big money to that just, like, didn't really provide value. Like, like mm-hmm. Jason Hayward provided value. His war, maybe not in war, but in, in just a bunch of other different places. So, that's, I, you yeah. You can argue, I think you can sit here and argue that, like, Signing guys like Daniel Descalso and and Jonathan VR and Eric Sogard and Tyler were, Chatwood were like, worse. Were the, were, yeah, and Tyler Chatwood even like, were worse contracts than Jason Hayward. They were just shorter deals. Yeah. Again, Jason Hayward did he did bring value on the field. Just to, it just wasn't at the value of how much he was getting paid. So who you got? And again, Correct. shouldn't <laughs> have uh, it shouldn't have. Uh, Tighten the hamstrung the, 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 the Cubs. Hamstrung yeah. the Cubs uh, Shouldn't have stopped money. them from spending more. I, absolutely. All right. Not who have. you got? So who you got was we're down to two games. Cody, if he were to win one, would lock it up for the season because you entered with a two-game lead with three games to go. Cody today took who? Wisniewski. That's right. He had an okay game. It was a good game. Maybe. I would start. even say a good game. Yeah, it was a quality start. It was technically a quality start, fellas. My guy, Suzuki, did nothing. Yeah. I can't argue for him. Hap also. Oh, Suzuki and Hap both over four today. But However, Joey. <laughs> Jan Gomes. Jan Gomes. One of the two Cubs hits today. Extra base hit. Clairvoyant. Yep. Yes, sir. You know, have you seen Not So Raven? <laughs> You know yes, when she has, I, like, the I, visions I into the, fu- the future? Yeah. Yeah, that was me pregame when you guys asked me who I was picking. Take a deep look into the lineup. Who's getting hit today? Yango. Under normal circumstances, I'd be inclined to say that Wisniewski normal. did enough. <laughs> normal circumstances. Yes, normal circumstances. <laughs> I'm going to tell you what happened. A quality start. I would say it is enough. However... If you would like who you got to be interesting for the next two days, <laughs> maybe it wasn't enough to close out a team in Game 7 of the NBA playoffs. But game 7, you got to put them away. You need a definitive win. <laughs> this is it. I've won who you got. I don't know if it was that. But if you're happy to walk away with the win, on eh, you know, kind of a mishmash. Well, kind the of chat win. is saying that I won. I think so. Yes, PS Five Live says Cody wins easily. Was Nisky still the man? Didn't Dub say? Yeah, Dub said Joey with Gomes. Ah. <laughs> All right, so one one. Oh wow, it's one one. One one. Like I said, I think under normal circumstances, I would be inclined to say the quality start over a guy who had just a oh, double. Just give Cody the point. <laughs> uh, he won this one. But then we have nothing to play for the next two. Oh, games. we can still well, bet. We can still bet well, for, for multiple <laughs> points. Dub's just said. Uh, Wesneski hit his five plus strikeouts for his bet, yeah. so Wesneski. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and Robbie and said that I won. Robbie says Cody won, but but what kind of cloud is he in right now? <laughs> <laughs> I hope it's a good one, you know, brother. I hope it's a good you one. You do you, Ravi. Don't let these guys tell you. Oh, I will never. Don't man. let them besmirch your name Keep as being you, Robbie. I will you be Robbie's you. biggest stand. Says I already kind of am. I talk about you all the time in this office about how much you're. One of my favorites. Yeah. Everyone's saying Cody won. Uh, yeah, Cody won this one. Um, I win too, though. I also get a point. Sure. doesn't right. change the fact I mean, that I'm... I can I'm, give you a point just for vibes. 
You want a point, Joey? I'll give you a point. I got a point. Doesn't That's up to the, three for me on the year. Doesn't yes, change the fact you, that I'm going <laughs> to go all in on Wednesday. Just put all my chips on the table. Two, two right, of my wins have come he's from lo- Jan Gomes. locked up who he got. And I gave Joey a point because, you Jan, know. Jan Gomes has, has got me two wins now. Now, if you do Should factor in one, Maverick, but. he hasn't locked it up. I just throw that out. But Maverick is not Luke. Maverick's all of us. Like, in here. <laughs> he's in all of us. He's all in our hearts. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta feel that. You have to feel that when it happens. Uh, Where is it? Sean says Luke wins if he'll do an episode of Cubs Beer Money. Still haven't seen the movie, by the way. <laughs> uh, Did you? Sorry, I interrupted the moment. Anyways, yeah, we're gonna let it. Robbie says it's the best movie. Cody is one, but we have to have something that we play for the next two days, or we're gonna lose our minds. Loser sure. of the next two days. Gets do right donuts for the rest of the crew. What Whoever if comes in both? last. How we, how what if someone wins both? And you little two losers split it. I don't know. Are you involved in this? Are you no. doing? Are you producing uh, the next two yeah. days for us? Yeah, I'm producing on Friday. So, so and maybe tomorrow. Tuesday and Wednesday are the end of the season. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, I don't know. Figure it out amongst yourselves. Okay. All right, we'll, 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 we'll try and we come decide. up with something. That's it. That's all I got on that. That's all I got to say I've about that. I've left Luke speechless. What a moment. What a moment. He's still, he's still trying to figure out what. All right, end the show. End the show. The Sox guys have to go. Oh, Sox guys are anxious to. They're, they're anxious to talk about the post-Tony La Russa era. Being, or retiring. Retiring. Hey, Willie quotes. Harris, third base coach, could be their next manager. You guys sit you know, every you know. day on the couches. You say, what are we going to talk about tonight? What? And every single time we end up going 10 minutes over an hour. 10 minutes over. That's because we're vibing, baby. I love it. Survive. I love it. It happens. Loser right. wears a I love Molina shirt. Never. Uh, <laughs> thanks for checking out the CHGO. I would never wear that. Cubs postgame show <laughs> podcast presented by PointsBet. Cubs lose <laughs> this one, but there's two more to play. Don't go anywhere and fly the W. That's a dab. Mm, mm, mm.